not off. Like a million dollars. Let me check out that ring. What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock. My guys, Lucas Widman, Edward Lewis. Fellas, let's talk. Let's start today with the greatest quarterback in the entire NFL, Tommy DeVito, a.k.a. Tommy Cutlets, fellas. Monday Night Football leads the New York Giants. I guess it was an improbable win. They were five-and-a-half-point underdogs to the Green Bay Packers, although the Giants were home in Jersey at MetLife Stadium. Guys, all kidding aside, this Tommy DeVito thing has taken on a life of its own. Not that he threw for five touchdowns last night, but he, he played a really nice game, a clean game, didn't make any mistakes, ends up throwing for 158 yards, one touchdown, fellas, rushes for 71 yards. So, again, a nice game, but... People are losing their minds, guys, over Tommy DeVito. He's a guy from North New Jersey. The Giants play in North Jersey. He uh, went to Don Bosco, this powerhouse high school in, in Jersey. So I think all of those things combined have just made him the biggest fan favorite that I have ever seen. And Tommy DeVito is a thing, man. It's not just that. It's the fuchsia fuzzy jacket he wore. It's did you the like that? Hundreds, I did, actually. Uh, it was the hundreds of family members he had in the pregame tailgate. I mean, you if you watch this, they did news reports on all the tailgating. There was cutlets that were like 300, 400 chicken cutlets. Mm. There's pasta. I mean, they had a spread that was like restaurants would be envious of. <laughs> not only that, he has an agent on the sideline that looks like he's straight out of the Sopranos. And then on top of that, his family is in the stands kissing each other during the action. I mean, it's it's a cute story that he's playing really well and it's obviously against kind of kind of inferior competition. I mean, he's not out there against the Niners or the right. Eagles or the Cowboys. Uh, but everything surrounding him is so funny and so cool and like you said, so Jersey that he just becomes so lovable. Yeah, I mean, the reality is if this was, if he was like a Raiders player, this wouldn't really no, be a thing. Care. You know, you mean, yes. maybe say, ah, oh, DeVito, nice player. I mean, the reality is like, he started at Syracuse. He goes to Illinois. He's an undrafted player. The only reason he's playing is because Daniel Jones, the Giants $40 million contract per year, a quarterback gets hurt. And then uh, and then um, Tyrod Taylor, there it was. I'm a fraud of a fan. Tyrod Taylor gets hurt. <laughs> I will say this, though. Ed, uh, Tyrod Taylor is now back and healthy, but the Giants have said De uh, DeVito is going to play. I almost called him Danny DeVito. Tommy DeVito is going to play, and he's going to be the Giants quarterback for the foreseeable future. Here's the thing, guys. You know, there is so much hype around DeVito right now and everything, but even after the game, talking about it, he's like, look, I'm playing a kid's game. This is just another day in the park for me. I am going to go out there and have some fun. And obviously I'm going to try and win, but the lights aren't too bright for him right now. And you just got to hope that it's going to keep going. But this is what he had to say after the game. What was the conversation like uh, with Tommy you know, on the last drive, trying to keep his composure and stuff? Uh, yeah, you don't have to worry about that. He keeps his composure. There was really nothing. Here's a couple plays we like. Go out there and rip that son of a bitch. Pretty simple. Just go in the football game go execute a drive that we practice every day before practice, which is a two-minute drive. We do it every day, different situations. Um, I assume over all the practices we've had that exact situation or something very similar to it. So just go out, execute the offense, and go win a game. You know what, guys? I will give him credit for this. Uh, he managed the game for much of the game, but late in the game, Saquon Barkley fumbles the ball. The Packers go on. They score a go-ahead touchdown. And then, and then DeVito makes some nice plays, including a really nice throw that he makes to Wandale Robinson, puts the Giants in field goal range, and obviously then Randy Bullock ends up kicking the game-winning field goal. So when he needed to make the throw, uh, Dan, Tommy, 
<laughs> Darn it, not Danny DeVito. Tommy DeVito stepped up and made the throw. Uh, Giants not going anywhere this year, but at least for Giants fans, and I can speak from experience here, it started off as such a terrible year. This, is, this has been fun to watch. Good for the Giants fans. Moving on to Kadarius Tony, fellas. Obviously, still a play that uh, fans across the NFL are debating. Uh, we, we know what happened uh, Sunday night, Chiefs Bills game. The Chiefs score a touchdown on an incredible play. Travis Kelsey with the lateral. Kadarius Tony then runs the ball 20-ish yards. Touchdown. You think the Chiefs are going to win this game, right? No, wrong. We know Kadarius Tony was seconds later uh, flagged for an offensive offsides penalty. It's an incredibly rare call. It's something that does not happen very often. Since that happened, you've got football fans across the country that have been absolutely crushing Kadarius Toney. Well, we had a conversation, guys, with one of the greatest wide receivers who has ever played in the NFL, Chad Johnson. With everything that is going on with Kadarius, we asked Chad, you know, hey, Chad, what would you say to this very young wide receiver who has got all of this talent but just made a pretty huge mistake. Here's Chad Johnson. What would you say to him just to get, you know, they got a lot of critics coming at him. What would you say to him uh, just to get hey, past this? Is, this? Is, I, don't, I don't mean to curse. I'm, I'm sorry. But as, as a former player, I've also been in those situations before where I've made mistakes and those mistakes have cost cost the game. It's happened to me. It happened to me early in my career. And never forget, John Kidd was our quarterback. And I dropped the I dropped the ball in Indianapolis and it cost us the game. We needed that third down, that third down, that third down catch. And you know, you go back, you go back to the drawing board, you get your, you bust your ass this week in practice, and you make sure you make up for that play. And I think he will do that. You understand Chad's sentiment, but but this is it's totally different. I mean, dropping a ball is one yeah. thing, but being so lazy that you don't want to point enough to the referee to be like, hey, am I on sides or not is a totally different thing. So well, I do appreciate Chad Johnson. I understand what he's saying. Like one mistake shouldn't cost this guy his career. These are just mental mistakes. And it's why people are so frustrated with Darius. And it's why, you know, New York Giants fans were so frustrated oh, with Darius. I, I can tell you, Ed, I, I was so excited for this guy. And you watch his highlights and you, I mean. He's unbelievable. When, yeah, when he's got the football in his hand and, and I, I do want to make this clear like the Chiefs won a Super Bowl because of the punt return last year so it makes ton of sense for them still to have Kadarius Tony. I'm not saying it was a bad move but these are the things I think for me at least with Kadarius Tony, that make you want to rip your hair out because he is so talented but you've got these mistakes look back Lucas to week one remember he drops a number of balls week one including a, a huge pass that ultimately ended up uh, you know the Chiefs losing that that week one game so he makes these mental errors, and you, you, you just don't know why. Why can't he get past these sort of things? And that's the point I was going to make is the fact that, you know, he has this narrative around him already. So when this happened on Sunday, people weren't necessarily surprised that it was Tony who was called off sides here. But apparently he's not really taking it uh, all that seriously because he posted on uh, social media earlier today saying, heard all the talk, I'm going to leave this here, have a nice day. And it was a video that he thinks validates him because he points over to the line judge, but honestly, he's not even looking to see if he's telling him to get back or anything. He just kind of puts his hand out there and goes about the rest of his play. What Canary Tony is talking about, he is still moving, so he has not even gotten set yet. Glances at the sideline, throws his hand up for a split second. I, I don't know uh, that, that any wide receiver or any official would consider that making sure that you are on sides. You've got to make sure you're set. You've got to make eye contact with the official, and you've got to get the signal back that, hey, all is good, Kadarius. You're not offsides. I, I don't think that's going to change anyone's mind. 
We'll see what happens. They obviously still lead in the AFC West, but uh, the Broncos are playing well and only a game behind now, so the Chiefs do got to start winning some football. Coming up, Colby Covington set to face Leon Edwards for the welterweight title on Saturday. Question is, will his good friend, the former president, Donald Trump, be on hand for UFC 296 in Vegas? Colby Chaos Covington answers that question and much more next on TMZ Sports. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, and Walmart, and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. So download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Welcome back to TMZ Sports. Mike Babcock here. There is an absolutely massive UFC event going down December 16th. Uh, UFC 296. Fans are so pumped for this card, and a lot of it has to do with this man right here returning to the octagon, Kobe Covington. Kobe, how you feeling, brother? How's the tra- how's training going? How's preparation going? How you feeling? I feel great, man. I've never felt better. You know, I, I haven't wanted to take this time off, but, you know, the time off has been good, so I could focus on, you know, some of my weak areas. And, you know, I feel like I'm the, the most well-rounded fighter in the game right now. And next Saturday night, fans are going to be surprised. They're going to be shocked and it's going to be a great night. It's going to be a, a 1776 type night. And that means the British don't come to American soil and call the shots. It means you're about to come all the way over here to America to get your ass kicked and sent over back home to the UK empty-handed, Junior. See you soon, Leon Scott. You know, Kobe, people obviously will talk about these long layoffs and they'll say, hey, you know, either either they're going to be rusty or right. You're going to be refreshed. Uh, you know, you're going to have honed your skills. So we're going to see a better Kobe Covington than we've even seen in the past. And obviously that's saying a lot, having looked at your career, obviously. Without a doubt, this is going to be the best version that the world's seen of me. You know, I've, I'm hungrier than ever. I want this more than ever. You know, I want this undisputed title. And, you know, Colby Covington gets what Colby Covington wants. And there's nothing more in the world than Colby Covington wants right now than undisputed gold. Where would you say, Colby, you did improve? Uh, I, I don't know. You had many weaknesses before. What? Where have you gotten better? You know, I've gotten better everywhere. You know, my submissions have gotten a lot better with my coach, Daniel Valverde. He's helped me uh, tremendously. The guy's the best black belt in the world. I still have an open challenge to every coach out there under 200 pounds. 100K of my money I will put up that he... He'll be any guy, any coach in a grappling match. And then also my striking with my coach, Cesar Carnero. We've worked tremendously just on our timing, our reflexes, and and just working off my game plan, you know, getting guys biting on my takedowns and coming up with big shots. So, you know, people are going to be in for a real treat next weekend. And, and, of course, my strength and conditioning has went to another level with my coach, Jonathan Lopez from Venezuela. The guy's a freaking mastermind. He's just He's on another level. The guy studies, you know, uh, bodies and understands MMA training more than anybody. So I promise you next weekend, you're going to see Colby Chaos Covington 3.0, not 2.0, 3.0. Colby, uh, 
I obviously I've never been in the UFC title fight before. I, I assume it's it's different than any other, you know, run of the mill fight. What have you learned, if anything, from the previous uh title fights and 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 what sort of experience then do you bring into Saturday's fight with Leon? You know, just not leaving it in the hands of anybody else but myself. You know, the last fight that I had in Madison Square Garden with Usman, I, I thought I won the fight pretty easily. I thought I won the last three rounds, three, four, five, going away pretty easily. Dropped him in the fourth round. So, you know, the judges screwed me that night. You know, it was it was the New York screw job, you know. So, you know, I don't want to leave this in the hands of the judges. I want to finish this guy. And I understand pacing now with title fights and and with the experience that I have in five round title fights and main event pay-per-view fights. So I just feel like I'm going to be able to wear this guy down and the dog of me is going to come out and I'm going to bring the quitter out and Leon Edwards. We obviously see the hat. We were talking to Danny the other day and we said, Hey, we know that, uh, that the former president is a huge UFC fan, obviously someone who's a huge fan of yourself. Personally, you guys have a relationship. Uh, any chance we get to see him in the building at T-Mobile? 110%. You know, the greatest president in history, 45 and soon to be 47th president of the United States, Donald J. Trump, will be in attendance front row. I was trying to get him to walk out with me, and he was really excited to walk out with me, but it's a logistical concern for the UFC, and I understand that. You know, I mean, the guy comes with a lot of Secret Service, and it's a big deal every time he walks in. So, unfortunately, I won't be able to have him walk out, but he will be front row rooting me on. And I'll get to put that belt around his waist. It's going to be amazing. But it shows that I'm the A side in this fight. Who does Leon have in this fight? Who's he bringing out? Is he bringing out the royal? Is he bringing like out King the royal Charles family? or something? <laughs> yeah, is he bringing out Mary Poppins? Is he bringing out Paddington the Bear? Nah, he's a nobody. Again, it's it's UFC 296, December 16th. Colby Covington, Leon Edwards. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Colby, thank you, brother, so much. Uh, I appreciate your time. Go get him, okay? I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, boys. Have a good one. Guys, baseball world still buzzing about that Shohei Otani $700 million contract with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Now, uh, obviously, it's, it's, uh, it's near a billion-dollar contract. But on Monday, we learned some more about this contract. And it's a contract like I have never seen before because, guys, most of the money will not be paid. It is deferred for an entire decade, meaning Shohei Otani between now and 2033 is going to only, I say only, I'd take this, but is <laughs> only going to receive $20 million. Lucas and Ed, though, 2034 to 2043, he will then get $680 million. So uh, you would think that this would allow the Dodgers now uh, to not pay the, all that money and to bring in other players and help Shohei Otani's Dodger team win. Well, a lot of people buzzing about this contract. I, I don't know anything about this stuff. If this is something that happens a lot, doesn't happen a lot, frequent or not, we talked to a guy who has a lot of experience as a general manager for a Major League Baseball team. We talked to Dan Duquette. Dan Duquette, of course, former uh, general manager for uh, a bunch of different teams, including the Expos, the Orioles, and the Boston Red Sox. We asked him about the deal. Here's what Dan Duquette had to say. Deferral works to benefit the club and, and the player, right? Uh, the, the player gets to defer the income to a time in his career when he uh, is better positioned for it, right? Uh, you can also uh, get more money uh, in your pocket uh, on a tax basis, de depending on where you are. And from the club's perspective, you don't have to 
pay all the money up front in, in terms of the contract, and it uh, makes it easier to pay it out over over the longer term. So there's benefits for both parties, and and they found the uh, the happy medium in this negotiation. Where will the uh, players association come out on this? I think the players association has to be very happy because uh, all, all boats rise with the tide, right? We haven't even had a anywhere close to a $700 million contract. I think Trout, uh, his teammate, was in the 400s. I, I think it's a good contract for all the parties, and obviously they do. Time will tell if it's a good uh, contract on a performance basis for the Dodgers. You know, it's interesting. Dan Duquette actually signed Manny Ramirez, uh, of course, one of the greatest hitters we've ever seen, to a, a long-term deferred contract that Manny Although he retired years ago, he actually just finished up last season. So uh, Dan is someone who's very familiar with these deferred contracts. I, I don't like it, though, guys. I, I don't. I really don't like it. I don't think it should be allowed. I was thinking the same thing when we, when we heard these reports yesterday. It feels like it should be illegal. It feels like, well, why wouldn't I just sign every single player to right. this deal? But the more you listen to Dan talk about it, I mean, who is losing here, right? I mean, the clubs obviously get to now pay uh, additional pitchers or additional hitters to surround Shohei with and try to win a championship. Uh, you, you've got the, the, the player. He, he can move out of California and get tremendous tax breaks. So you say, well, maybe $680 million is worth 10 years down the road, but maybe these tax breaks are, are worth more than that. Right, he goes Anyways. to a place like Nevada or Florida doesn't yeah. have state income tax. You can tell I've thought about this before. Um, <laughs> you know, you're talking about 700 million bucks. That's a yeah. lot of money and then, saved. Like he said, the MLBPA is going to love it because their guy gets 700 million and they can just yeah. go to the next team and be like, hey, this guy got 700 million. This guy's just as good. So I, I, nobody is losing here and the fans really aren't losing too much, right? I mean, Dodgers fans are obviously very much winning, but uh, other teams can now do this. Yankees can maybe sign Soto to defer a deal now or Yamamoto to defer a deal now and do the same thing. So I don't really like it. It feels like it's cheating. But man, if everybody's winning, who cares what I think? Right. <laughs> I, I think the only people who really are upset about this are the ones who are like, why didn't we think of this? Or why couldn't we make this happen for our team? Like, I don't know, say the Yankees, Babcock. No, you know what it is, Lucas? You are jealous. No, you are I know. Jealous I, I'll, I'll admit I am. Be, because I think the guy you've got to give credit here to it is to Otani. For, for not being selfish. I don't know of many players that would say, okay, I'm cool with getting paid 10 years down the line. Take a look at what happened to Rob. This puck came into his location between the benches. Watch the deflection coming right here off the stick. And Rob's looking down at his notes. And ouch. So for those, oh boy, head down, glasses on. We're going to just check in on you, Rob. Yeah, you, know, you can check in. I'm all, I'm all good down here, Dan. Oh, just trying oh. to clean my glasses up a little bit so I can put them on and see through them again. Are you going to need stitches before we yeah, fly them Yeah, it, it will be, but that's, that's fine. Nice. Normal guy would have been carried out of here. <laughs> yeah, there weren't any tears or anything. No. You're good. Bring back some memories, did it? Yeah, it felt good. Actually, it, really, it <laughs> felt really good. <laughs> it it kind of like, give me a stick. Let's go. Guys, uh... That right there, proof that it's not just hockey players who are the toughest, it's also hockey broadcasters who are also the toughest. Uh, that is Sabres broadcast, Sabres announcer, Rob Ray. Rob Ray, who was uh, was a player for a very long time, wasn't exactly a prolific goal scorer, though, guys. The dude was known for fighting. He got in something like 17 fights a year, and, and they literally had to put a rule into effect that has been uh, known as the Rob Ray rule, where you can't remove players' jerseys during fights. So this dude was known as one of the toughest guys around. And 
I think he proved it last night. You heard him say it. He didn't leave the game. He kept on calling the game despite needing stitches and taking a freezing cold puck to the face. Serious toughness. When uh, we were writing this this morning, we have a guy from Buffalo in the office, and he kept talking about how tough this guy is. He's like, you know, he eats a bowl of nails for breakfast without cereal, that kind of wow. stuff. And I was like, you know, I, I see That's a lot of guy. myself in this Rob Ray oh, guy. But yeah, um, yeah. in all honesty, he was absolutely right when he was talking about, you know, people crying or being have to carry it out of the arena if it happened to them. If oh, it happened to me, you know, I love attention. I would have been bawling my eyes out. I would have oh, been, oh it. my God, just think it. Think about it. The, the comment of I love this and genuinely meaning it was... I, I felt like he actually enjoyed this, it. This is some psycho stuff right there, man. I, hey, props to him, though. If I take that in the face, I'm not I'm not. No, I am day. done, and I'm not working the next game either. I will see after Christmas. No, I am done. In, incredible uh, hockey players. They are the toughest. I don't think there's any uh, debating about that. All right, guys, we have got to go. We got a big show tomorrow, though. Uh, Deontay Wilder, It's it's been a while since he's got in that ring. Well... Bronze Bomber about to fight Joseph Parker a little bit later this month. Tomorrow, we are going to be joined by maybe the hardest hitting heavyweight boxer of all time. Look at that. There's the proof. Not just that, we are also going to be joined by the great Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri, who throws arguably the best, the biggest Super Bowl party every single year. Guy's doing his thing again. Guy Fieri. Deontay Wilder, a bunch of other big stuff tomorrow. See you then.